Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Smiling Sonia here. It's Wednesday, the 28th of October 2020. This morning I'm going to be talking about being a workaholic. Yes, <laughs> being a workaholic. And what that means for someone who is diagnosed with a chronic illness and the, the limitations, the, your energy levels aren't what they used to be. <laughs> I'm not going to do an update this morning. I think I did that yesterday, just went straight in. I'm, in, I'm out walking today. <laughs> so I'm out walking today. I'm in the woods and it it's cold, but not too cold. I'm wearing the right clothing, so that's good. I'm out earlier, so I'm getting up a bit earlier at six o'clock. Although, if it, if the clocks haven't gone back, it would be seven. So maybe I'm still getting used to the the new time timing. And because I'm out in the woods this early. I'm keeping to the main path and not actually going into the wooded area. Just feels safer for me to do so. When I woke up this morning, I, and it was early, I was listening to a podcast and then I have an app, Feedly app, and I liked, I've sort of subscribed to some websites, blogs, so I, I see the, the latest articles and I scroll through that. And sometimes it's, it's about looking at something that will inspire me, something that will trigger an idea for me to talk about. I don't know whether I actually did see something that triggered an idea and there's lots of interesting articles i'm signed up to ones around money uh, women over 50 productivity and i am wanting to add some blogs websites related to having a chronic illness as well so that's the newest one i'm not so i'm not sure why the idea of being a workaholic popped into my head. But when it did, I thought, oh my gosh, that's, <laughs> that's so me. Because for years and years and years, I've been described as a workaholic. And not always in a particularly uh, positive way. 
And as I'm saying that, I'm just remembering what I was reading. <laughs> because I was also looking up. Okay, so this is a bit, may seem a bit random, but it's what's in my head. This is my journal. Hey, we're coming to the end of Black History Month. And I had a conversation with a a colleague and friend yesterday who also has a a podcast and uh, they were talking about Black History Month and there were some really interesting ideas that were shared. Also, I had shared the presentation that's going to be aired tomorrow at the event, so that project that I was working on over the weekend. So I've created this video presentation, asked for some feedback. And one of the feedback I, I received got me thinking because um, really good feedback, um, I, I love feedback. And it was, it was about, you know, if that person, if, if I didn't have such a short window, they could have, you know, offered some help to kind of make it even more polished and more, you know, whatever. And it got me thinking about, definitely as a, as a black woman, when I was growing up, the message I got was that I had to work twice as hard as my white counterparts. I had to demonstrate my competence you know, over and above. And I think I may have mentioned this before, where I do feel sometimes I have to, uh, it's comfort, I know it's an internal thing, I have to work harder to show that I have a right to be somewhere. And I thought, oh, is there an element here of, as a, for me, as a, a black person, or maybe as black people, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just talking, <laughs> exploring, where if we create, produce something, we, it has to be, we want it to be perfect before it, it's shown to the world. When I was doing a lot of training years ago on my marketing, I was very interested uh, working alongside other people who were doing things, creating, producing, and being financially rewarded for that, and looking and thinking, I can do that. <laughs> And actually, I can do more than that. And the quality, my, my quality is better. Yeah, I would say, actually, I can do better than that. But yet, I wasn't willing to put my stuff out there because I, even what I thought was better than still wasn't good enough. You know, I, I wanted, maybe I wanted it to be perfect. There couldn't be any flaws. If I'm going to be putting something out there with my face, then it had to look really good. And I think that's one of the reasons I struggled so much in publishing my book. And I've struggled over the years 
the book is published. It's out there, can be bought on Amazon. But yet I, I shy away from talking about it, promoting it amongst people around me. And I recently shared shared a, an online version of it with um, staff that I'm working with. And I've had such positive feedback from people saying how it's helped them. And that was the purpose of the book. And I'm thinking, why, why have I been thinking that it's not good enough? Why have I been thinking, I don't know. So it was interesting. I had that going through my head. And I decided to do a search. I put in a search, you know, black people have to be perfect or something like that. And that's when I, uh, I came across a, an article. Was, um, I think uh, not, not famous black women or in the UK, but one of them was talking about as a child growing up and being told that she had to be twice, three times as good as her white counterparts. So when I'm thinking about being a workaholic, I wonder whether some of that comes from, for me, this, this history that I have to work much harder to prove myself. I, and I, I saw something, and I don't know if I was listening to something. Yes, I was listening to a podcast as well. So I was listening to another podcast. And they were talking about grinding. So their topic was about grinding and the culture of grinding, of hustling. And it made me think about a meeting that I've been in recently. And people talking about starting really early, not stopping for a break, working through their lunch hour, working well into the evening. Uh, because the work, you know, there's a lot of work and wanting to get the work done. So it's more about getting the work done. And when you have too much, when you have too much work, and this is in any organisation, when you have too much work and you don't have the resources, the human resources, you can't have quality and you can't have the quality and quantity if you don't have enough human resources. And uh, somebody was talking about, so excuse me if I, things are coming into my head. Somebody was talking about as well, but actually I'm going to save this one. <laughs> I may or may not remember it by the time I get to the end. But come back to me and workaholic. So I was, I think I was accused, often accused of being a workaholic. But there were, for me, I, I love being active. I love doing something. So I suppose whilst on the one hand I talk about financially uh, being, financially struggling, and there, were, there was, a, I think there was a point when I had two, three, four jobs 
going at the same time. So I had my main job and then I had part-time roles, which meant that I would be working, obviously, during the day, nine to five, and my evenings and weekends were taken up by doing other part-time roles. And I did that for years. <laughs> and, and I think that one of the things that I'm struggling with at the moment, and I think I am struggling, I'm struggling with not being able to be that workaholic. Or I, am, I still have that. And so when I stop and rest, I do. I have this mental battle. I can demonstrate that. So the evenings at the moment, as I say, I do my, my, my day job. I work in, I was, at, I was at my computer at 8 o'clock yesterday. And at quarter to five, I had to tell myself, Sonia, you were at your computer at 8 o'clock. You can finish now. As much as I, I wanted to complete a particular task, I, I knew that I had to stop. And one of the reasons I knew that I had to stop was that my head, and it's, uh, I, I was thinking about this this morning, I get headaches, I, get, I constantly get headaches, but when I I'm, when I'm get tired and when I'm working during the day, it's, it's, it's like my brain hurts. I, I talk about, it's, 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 <laughs> I'm struggling to explain, to describe it. It's as if what, thinking, right, so, <laughs> especially when I get to the end of the day, one of the things I know that I've actually, I've had enough, my brain, my brain has had enough. Me, Sonia, hasn't because I would love to carry on doing what I'm doing because I enjoy the work and I, I want to I want to I, I want to support the people I'm working for as I put it my staff I'm working for them and I I want to get feedback to them I want to, to do the stuff in order to help them do a good job so I want to my my will <laughs> have this will to continue doing something but my, my brain um, has had enough. And so thinking hurts. Processing hurts. <laughs> it's like my brain, it's, it, it, it's really difficult to describe the feeling. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like, my, it's like my, mind, my mind hurts. <laughs> and it's more than a physical hurt. And and so one of the things that's happening is I spent many years, as I said, doing my day job and having a project in in the evening, which I guess is why I'm I'm doing what I'm doing now. I always have to have a project, <laughs> something separate that I'm doing. Beautiful pictures of um, fungi. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful pictures. Yeah. Oh. 
yeah, so create, uh, yeah, I like to be creating. And, but I have, once I finish work and I get something to eat, I'm in bed, I'm sitting in bed, eating at six o'clock. And, and so that's in conflict with the Sonia who enjoys her job but loves it when she gets to the end of the day, finishes, and then she can get into her project and spend hours. And I used to, you know, be up until 12, 1 o'clock doing my project because I just loved what I was doing, creating. But at the moment, and this has been, I guess, for the last for years now, really, that I... I, I, I am not that person in the evening. So I, I'm in bed uh, watching something. So I do have TV on. But what I will do is I will bring my... I've got one of those little computer table things. So like last night, I brought my laptop down and my laptop was sitting on the chair ready for... Once I finished eating, I would remove my tray and replace it with the laptop so that I could... I wanted to do some stuff with this podcast. I, I, I've, I haven't got any published for this particular week. And uh, because of what was happening last week, I just didn't have the time. So that's in my head. I want to get that done. So that was my plan. That's what I wanted to do. But my brain hurt. Thinking hurt. And it wasn't sort of a physical hurt. It was in between. So in, I was wanting to do it. But I couldn't. And so I think there's a struggle with me at the moment that there's this workaholic. There's this workaholic trying to get out. Really trying to get out. But I physically can't do it. And, I, and somebody mentioned the word burnout. And I, when I look back over the years, there is this cycle I think I've been in where I work, 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 and then I get so tired, it's like I can't do anything. And then I have a period when I literally can't do anything. And um, I'm worrying about, oh, I've got stuff to do, and I haven't done that yet. And then when I, then my energy starts to come back, and I go back to those projects that I've had to leave, I am amazed that, oh my gosh, I, I actually did all this stuff. I'm amazed at the amount that I did. <laughs> and I don't know whether there's something in my head that is like, uh, because you're going to burn out, you need to get as much done as you can now because you're gonna, you, you, there's going to be a point where maybe you can't and so you need to be ahead of yourself. <laughs> okay? And I'm ahead of two months ahead with this podcast so ahead of myself but that may be not working it may have worked years ago because I was able to bounce back and then go full throttle again okay I mean full throttle and then I'd burn myself out and I did to rest for a little while and then I would come back and I'm full throttle. But what's happened over the last few years, of course, is I, <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot get back up to full throttle. And I am burning myself out. 
and and I'm, when I'm, I'm coming back, I, I never get to full throttle, and I'm, be, I'm be, beating myself up. But there's this constant battle inside me that I want to be doing more. But it it has gotten me to thinking more, and I think that's why I got into productivity. And my book is about, you know, getting more done with less stress. I think that's why when I got into business, I started understanding that less can be more. And I am learning, I think I am learning, to stop more, to, to not be fighting to do more, but look at ways that I can get what I want done in a, a way that's smarter and I don't have to be working harder. And it's also about, I go back to this thing about being a black woman and wanting to, feeling that I need to work harder, but also that feeling that I need to produce perfect, you know, work that's perfect of a higher standard to sit aside, to just be alongside my white counterparts who may have work of a lower standard, okay? So there's this thing, I think, that to be, for me to be equal to, I have to do more than, and it's got to be of an even higher quality to, look, to be looked at. And it's interesting because I've been doing this series looking at black inventors and to know that these black inventors were around in the 1800s and they were inventing things. And the whole part of an invention, isn't it, is that people see a problem and they want to find a solution because they want to help people. <laughs> so you have these black people who are wanting to help people. Okay? They, they, they're coming up with a solution to a problem, they invention. And then going to the people, you know, whether companies or with the patents, and being turned away just because they're black. So they've got a solution to help people, but because they're black, okay, because they're black, they weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to be seen to be doing that, or what they did invent had to be put under somebody else's name who was white for it to be put out and obviously didn't get the commendation for that. All very interesting and, you know, that leaves a legacy, doesn't it? That does leave a legacy. So, on the one part for me, there's a side of me as well that I have a chronic illness and I think there's an element of wanting to prove <laughs> oh gosh it's double sided isn't it wanting to prove that in spite of my illness in spite of the fact that I could have a flare up and end up in hospital again and be out of work I need to whilst I am working work twice as hard show that what I have 
that I'm a valuable member of staff, I think this is it. I'm wanting to make myself so valuable that if I get sick, they're not going to be thinking that I can't do the job. So I've got to more than prove I can do my job. Just in case I'm ill again and I'm off sick and they don't come to me and say, oh, Sonia, you know, you know this, you're, not, you're not well enough to do this job. It's a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword for me here, I think. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? You start talking about these things and, yeah, you don't know what's going to come out. I mean, as, as the thoughts were coming this morning, I was thinking about where do I get this from? I was thinking about my mum. My mum, she had a full-time job. And outside of that, she, she did a lot of craft and sewing. So she made, she used to make my clothes, make her own clothes. She taught me to sew, so I made my own clothes. Made some knit, crochet, etc. So when I was at home, and if we were sitting in front of the television, once we did get TV, I was always doing something. I never felt able to just sit and watch TV and not do anything. And I think that's what I'm struggling with at the moment. Because I want to be doing, feel that I'm doing something. And I could do some craft stuff. But even just doing that at the moment is, is a struggle for me. And, and that's why, I, and sometimes I do, I, think I do push myself, and I read something. So my morning routine, for example, it's, for me, it's also about being productive. I'm doing something active in the morning. I'm out walking. So that's, and I guess that may be a bit an injection for me. I inject that into myself in the morning when I have the energy. And I think... The last couple of days, I do my workout in the morning. I've not been out for my walk as I've wanted in the evening because I've not had the energy to. Yeah, all very interesting. So my mum, as I said, she she was always had some kind of project, craft project. My dad, he was a DIY person, <laughs> so. He did his, his day job and he worked nights as well. But he was, he was, he was, you know, he was able to paint, decorate, um, make shelves, create stuff in the garden. So he was also somebody that didn't just sit and, and sort of twiddle his thumbs. And, um, in his latter years, he had a, he had a, an allotment. <laughs> couldn't find the word then allotment uh, and I remember he used to uh, sell stuff as well a little bit of an entrepreneur in the making there so yes yeah, so, uh, and I was also thinking looking back I, I wasn't only just engaged in doing extra work I was always involved in local projects and so one of the things I'm struggling with at the moment is I'm involved with a local project and we're trying to raise money 
environment. And because of the skills I have, I've got a website for us. And the plan was to to keep you know the website website going, add content, etc. But I'm not been able to do that. So I've been a lot of guilt at the moment in not being able to to do that to keep that going because I just in the evenings and the weekends when which is when I would do it alongside my own project it's oh, my brain just can't take it I, th- I do think that once the house is sorted out once you know the relationship stuff is sorted out um, I'm, I am wherever I am and there's always going to be something, isn't it? But those two major stresses in my life will probably create some space for me to be able to focus on those other things that I so, so want to do at the moment, but I just don't have the brain capacity. I just don't have the brain capacity. Yeah. There's a, there's a number of things that come in there. But I do think that... For me, anyway, and I obviously got a lot out of working, being active, morning, that there's still this workaholic (laughs) trying to get out. (laughs) And my chronic illness is saying, whoa, whoa, okay, You you can't work like that. You can't work like that. You have to find a different way. You know, otherwise it's burnout. And and it does. And, the, and the, you know, I get a flare up, and that's saying, that sits on you. Stop. You know, you're not. So you're not been seeing the signs. Talking about symptoms. You're not. You've not been sort of checking, and listening to your symptoms. You know, you've been tired. You've not been stopping and resting. <laughs> yeah. So. All food for thought. All food for thought. Oh my gosh, all these leaves. It's very autumnal at the moment. And the smell, the smell of wet leaves. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I think that's it for me today. You take care and I'll speak to you soon.